Press play. Curtain up an hour in. It's time to taste in. The shade and tea to spill. Ooh, drama. Oh, that's a tweet. Did they book? Who got nom? They option no. Oh, I'm not well. What, what star will we talk to today? today? Oh, that's a gag, honey. Say no more. Drama. 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 Welcome to Drama, a podcast that covers theater, pop culture, love, and life in, in New, New York, York City. City. I'm Connor. And I am Dylan. And welcome back to everyone who is listening. We're This is like our third or fourth month now of doing this. So if it you're is. still listening, thank you. If you're new, welcome. Yes. So th- the thing that everyone's talking about this weekend in particular is this Taylor Swift documentary yes. on Netflix. Miss Americana. That's right. Which yes, we watched. Gosh. We did, of course. And I am an unapologetic Swifty. I don't know how our guest is. We'll see. <laughs> we'll but, see. Uh, or we don't have to talk about it. But... <laughs> I'm just glad that it it's out there and it's like kind of shedding light on something because we both have complicated feelings about cancel culture and the oh, way yeah. that it all goes. And so to be able to see every side of something is really cool. And I love it. And she's someone who came from that like that very like country world where you can't voice your opinions on things. Yeah. And yeah. Like they talk about the Dixie Chicks. Or the pressure yeah. that her label put on mm-hmm. her or and her father put on her. Mm-hmm. That The documentary kind of, this is like a spoiler, but it kind of hinted that maybe her and her dad don't have a great relationship. Like, I think it looks like they're yeah. on good terms, but because um, it's he really didn't want her to like share her political views. That was views. like the big plot line of the, of the documentary is that she's going to tweet in support of a Democrat in Tennessee. Like, I would say that's the major storyline. That is the major storyline. But you also see her literally writing three or four songs. Um which I thought was really cool to see. I love that kind of stuff. She, the way she's able to just think of lyrics and then like, obviously we know the songs. So we're like, oh my God, that's, that is what the song is. The best part was her and Jack Antonoff writing the bridge to Getaway Car. I know. Oh, that I was so loved cool that. To watch Cinematic that genius. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. I loved it. No, but she, she's someone who, you know, we were talking about beforehand, like how many people are going to be voting in this upcoming election. Oh, and she's really yeah, yeah. like, I think for lack of a better phrase, like waking people up to that notion who might not be as politically engaged. Yeah, well, even the documentary shows, and I, I'm not going to guess the numbers because I forget, but, you know, when she first made her first political statement, was that last summer or two summers I ago? I don't even remember. I forget. It was before the 2018. Oh, okay, okay. So two summers ago, they they said how many people registered to vote within those 24 hours. So yeah. an impact has been made. Let's hope they yeah, get out we'll and see, vote but in the right way. She's just a brilliant songwriter, and I love her lyrics I know. so much. Do you have like a top three Taylor Swift songs the first place my mind went was Holy Ground okay oh that's my favorite one and then I think a lot of things from Red but I recently became a 1989 stan recently yeah because I think Red held that place for me and then actually like reputation is climbing for me but here's what Red is Red is fall Mm -hmm. it is 18 years old Mm. it is walking around a college campus falling in love for the first time being moody going through it all Mm -hmm. dreams and drama and i feel like i can't listen to any of those songs without being right back or i guess 19 years old red is drama red is drama yeah totally totally drama she just is a gorgeous songwriter and we actually have a a beautiful songwriter with us today (gasps) we do but there's many other things which i'm gonna get into (laughs) yes 
Our guest today is a musical genius known for his gorgeous voice, brilliant songwriting, music direction, and performances in New York City as well as around the country. After graduating high school, he immediately went on tour with Spring Awakening as the naive Ernst. He then took his talents to Harvard University shortly after, performing with and composing musicals for Hasty Pudding Theatricals. Ooh. In addition to composing his own musical, Don't Call Me John, <laughs> His credits include Head Over Heels, Amelie, The Deaf West Spring Awakening on Broadway, Arlington and After Anna Tevka with former drama guest Al Silber, yes. and being the music director, co-orchestrator, and a cast member of the Drama Desk nominated The Hello Girls, streaming now on Spotify. <laughs> yes, God. He appears in the monthly comedy variety show, The Bongo Hour, and will be performing in Oratorio for Living Things at Ars Nova this spring, as well as having his own solo concert at the Duplex on February 15th at 7 p.m. Please welcome to drama. Ben, ben Moss. Hi. Hi, Ben. Ah. Did I get the date right on your show? You got the date right, but the time is 9.30. It's 9.30. Okay. Oh, the last 9:30. one was at 7. Yes. Okay. The last okay. one is at 7. The next one is at 9.30. A little later. Nine, yeah, a little later. Kind of like for an you know, sexier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, the um, the 7 o'clock, has, you have to do it under an hour. Okay. And I, I wanted the opportunity to kind of... Go longer, yes, and Ugh. hack it with more music. I wish we could go guests. to the next one. Oh, you I can't. We're back we're in Ohio town. that weekend. It's a long weekend. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's bad timing. But no, you know, no, it's gonna be great. Come. We have great guests. Yeah, who's Larry Owens is gonna be. Amazing. Oh my god, and Natalie Walker. Oh my, oh my god, will be singing. Are you kidding? And maybe someone else. <gasps> okay, I have a friend who um, was literally just nominated for an Oscar. And if his schedule clears up, he is going to be What? I'm shaking. And that's as far as I'll go. Okay. Yes. Well, this, will, this will air right before the show. Great. So yeah. yeah this, this, if anyone, well, that'll be a anyone, treat. People will be yeah. able to guess, I suppose. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My friend Scarlett Johansson. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Double nominee. Yeah, right. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. And I, I didn't see either of those movies. Oh, oh my gosh. I heard they're really good. They're really good. Jojo both of them are really good. Amazing. And I, yeah. I have to say something. Okay. She's really great in both. Okay, so what she's do you think great. She, do you think she should win for either of them? Um, no, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't think so. I think Laura Dern is definitely going to win for Marriage Story okay. for whatever reason. I mean, it's an amazing Laura Dern performance uh-huh. in the supporting have category. You seen Big Little Lies. I have seen. Big okay, Little yeah. Yes. So it's like yes. Renata Klein. It's like her character from that, but just like times a hundred in this movie. Yeah. Okay. She was like a divorce lawyer. Uh-huh. So it's like, oh, but she's cool. great in everything. She's so good. She's terrific. And I guess this will be her Oscar. I, I imagine it will be. Yeah, we'll find out. I do. Although Florence Pugh in Little Mo- Women was amazing. Florence Pugh in Little Women changed my life and like <laughs> attitude. I don't know. I, I just know. I loved everything about her performance. I grew up with my older sister Caroline loving the Winona Ryder version Mm -hmm. and I think the scenes in the movie where um, like Winona Ryder like cuts someone's hair Meg's hair off by accident they all get really angry and then like uh, uh, oh, what's her name? Amy like burns the manuscript yes, and she like, yeah. falls into the you know the, the ice. Uh, yeah. It was like so weirdly traumatizing to me that I could not watch. I never watched gotcha. it again. Oh my god! I was like, Little Women is not for me. Yeah. It scares me. And so watching that movie and like falling so deeply in love with Amy and her journey and I just yeah. it redeemed the story for yeah. me. I should read the book. I should. I, I know. <laughs> so, I, yeah, everyone no. who reads it says it's. 
incredible. Yeah, it has such a devoted book. following. Mm-hmm. But you know, Florence, she really, I, I've never liked Amy. But I understood yeah, her more. Says. I think if I had like seen other versions of it, I maybe would have had. Have you have you seen the musical Amy? version? I've never seen. the okay. musical Okay, the character of Amy sucks in the musical. She, I think that's why a lot of us theater gays hate Amy. Yeah, yeah. But she's so good. The scene in the beginning. Well, I guess it's you know how this new Little Women is like a frame story. Yes, so the frame. It's yeah. with um. <laughs> frame. It's where Amy, it's where Amy is with Aunt Meryl. <laughs> yes. yes. Whatever her character's name is, I Aunt. Is it just Aunt March? Aunt March. Aunt March, yeah. Aunt March. And she sees Laurie, who's, you know, dreams. Guys. He's so sweet. So dreamy. Wait, look oh at Connor's shirt, oh, actually. Yeah, <gasps> Chalamet and Chill. Chalamet and Chill. Wow, that's so cute. <laughs> this is really funny, but th- there's this, there was this, like, viral video going around on Twitter, which was footage from the movie, which I have no idea how they got it. Probably from a screener or something. But it's of when... Amy sees Lori for the first time Uh and she's like getting back in the carriage with Aunt March Uh and Florence is just so great she's so happy and she's thrilled and she looks at her aunt and she goes it's Lori and the the tweet was like she should win an Oscar for her delivery of the the way she says it's Lori but it's so true it's filled with such love and compassion and history and hope Oh my yeah, God. it's a really. I'm rich, sobbing. Rich. <laughs> it's a really rich performance. It's just yeah. like so human. She's great. I mean, I don't think she'll. Unfortunately, I don't think she'll win the Oscar, but uh-huh. I think she will win an Oscar one day. One, oh, definitely. She's yeah, like, what, mm-hmm. she's like 18 years old. Yeah, I know. Maybe old. filled with youth and yes. dating Zach Braff. Oh, I remember reading that. She so dates Zach Braff. So okay. weird. Yeah. I know. That's great for them. It's yeah, great. Yeah. You know, if mm-hmm. they are into each other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For them to have love is love. Love is love. Yeah. This is, I guess. This is our unofficial Valentine's Day episode. Wait, it's you're right. Coming out like the twelfth. Yeah, so she will have already either won or lost. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So she everyone will. listening knows something that we don't. Yeah. Oh yeah, That's you're right. Oh my god. Well, I hope she wins. She'd be great. It was great. I wish they all could win. I know. I, know, I mean, I you know. kind of like. Every year the Oscars come around and you look at the the nominees and of course they're all terrific but then you think to yourself like these are these people are really the five best performances <laughs> I know. like really out of all the movies it's mm-hmm. always like the same people ish right. the same types of people at the director of Parasite um, yes was quoted as saying that the Oscars are, are like a quote local awards show and <laughs> I think that is really true I mean it just like really focuses on Hollywood filmmaking yeah, he's the breakout really, star of this awards season that movie was the best movie it I've seen so in years good. it was I would amazing watch it again. I would watch it a million times mm-hmm. although it gave me so much anxiety so much anxiety my jaw was on the floor <laughs> I was clutching <laughs> the person I came in with I just I've loved it loved yeah, it loved it was it. So good. Someone last night was like, "Oh, it was too scary for me," and I didn't think it was scary. No, really. I just thought it was. Yeah, it was suspenseful. Yeah. It was thrilling, and then like the twists were unbelievable. I never oh, saw never them coming. coming. Never saw. Them oh coming. man. Whereas you want to talk about a suspenseful, scary movie, which we actually watched last night. <laughs> oh God, Ma, don't. have you seen that with <laughs> oh, Octavia uh, Spencer? <laughs> no, I wasn't drawn to. Ben, that. don't watch yeah, it. Don't. D- Dylan sort of chose to purchase it from YouTube. It was well, an you accident it was from YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> he was, was the first accident. person on the planet right. to ever purchase yeah. anything on YouTube. It was YouTube. an accident. I you thought it was what? like rent, or because you can press like buy options. Uh-huh. It usually gives you an option to rent uh-huh. for like you two or three bucks. I own it. So if you ever want to watch it, you own it. That's so funny. You know, like one of my best friends works for YouTube so oh, I'm wow. sure she's happy yeah, that well, you yes. decided to do that that's so helping, really helping her little, yeah, exactly. su- support her in Google a way Google really needs your money we all know that <laughs> they do. it's a good thing you gave them oh yeah your two dollars and ninety nine cents or yeah, in this or, case six ninety nine. No way. It was, <laughs> it was seven dollars. Seven dollars with taxes. Yeah. Um, 
Maybe. Negligible? Yeah. <laughs> Negligible. <laughs> okay, so you own a movie that you neither of you liked, uh-huh. no, but, but you I'm... did watch it in its entirety. Oh, yeah. From Can start you get, to maybe, finish. Like, gift it to somebody? Well, I told my boyfriend, I was like, you need to watch it so it's worth it. Like, I'm going to give you uh-huh. my YouTube uh-huh. login uh-huh. info. Right. Oh, like, okay, okay, generous. Okay. Yeah. Just like, kind of like send it out. Yeah. Maybe like, uh, I'm going to get in trouble if no one is who is has any control over this is ever going to hear me saying this. But if you like screenshot, if you like screenshotted yes, the yes. whole movie. I could, I like could, a screen recording. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you could like send it out as a gift. Oh, that's, that's so piracy. That's very thoughtful. <laughs> it is I'll piracy. see you in jail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're still coming Don't after me that. from like my LimeWire use back in middle school. So right. they've got Limer, my number already. Mm-hmm. Napster. That was the yes. one that made that one guy really rich. Oh my yeah. God, that's right. Trump, who was Justin Timberlake in um, the yeah, social network. Yeah, what was his name? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Ben. He's rich. He's rich. We're not. I know. I'm not speaking for myself. I'm not. And, uh, I'm not rich But I know either. my own name. Yeah. That that's true. Ben yeah. Moss. Benjamin yeah. Kennedy Moss. Yes, that's me. This uh, is truly surreal for Connor and I to be sitting here with you. Okay. I... I, th- it's very I well documented throughout this podcast that I think in reality we just started it so we could talk to everyone who was in Spring Awakening, uh, specifically the national, the national tour. tour. Oh my god! Um, and, and you've been you've done quite well. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed. Christina yeah, was our last Christina, guest. Matt Doyle. Matt Doyle. Yeah. Um, no one upcoming yet. We had Lily Cooper. Yeah, well, yeah, she was Broadway. Original Broadway. Original Broadway. Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Rodriguez, Mm -hmm. yeah. We're making our way. Yeah. But when we were like 15, I mean, you guys were our world. And we were were drawn to you, of course. Mm -hmm. Just the whole cast, and we talked about this with Christina, like the whole totally trucked stuff that you guys did. (laughs) Yeah. It felt like Uh, we knew you guys. uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, well, what was so funny about that experience, it was, I was on it from 2008 to 2009, Mm -hmm. and... It was the advent of social media, really. Mm-hmm. Like Facebook had been around, and I had a Facebook, but I remember getting a Twitter account during. I remember I was, we were in Baltimore, Maryland, and I would like signed up for Twitter. Instagram was years away. Yeah, but it was. like we were all kind of developing these social media personas, mm-hmm. and then Todd Serverus, I think it was Todd, had this incredible idea to make. I mean, I think YouTube video. What are they called? Oh. Like blogs? Yeah, blogs? like vlogs. 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 That was really popular. Yeah. And so Todd was like, we should do these. And we did them. And they really spoke to you, I guess. Oh, yeah. Which is great. Yeah, yeah. But can totally. I ask you a question? Yeah. And this might sound a little crazy. But what was it about me that drew you specifically to me, like more mm-hmm. than anyone else? Yeah. yeah. Do you want to say? I feel like it was your voice. Mm-hmm. That's You're, really sweet. Seriously. I'm, I, you just have this voice I, of like angels. I think ben. we saw ourselves in you in a way, uh-huh. because it's like we were so close in age. We also yeah. wanted to do what you were doing, and it was like, wow, he just like got out of high school and he's touring the country in our favorite musical. I like, I think there was a lot of that, and then you also just came across as so genuine in everything. Oh, you I'm did. So, I'm so deeply moved. I really? really am. Yeah, because I think you go into this business and you, I mean, we'll get to this later, but you, you you only go into it because you fell in love with it as Mm -hmm. a kid and you watched people who you never knew anything about be on stage and be fantastic Mm -hmm. and kind of love their work and be totally enchanted and smitten by them. And so the idea that then like 
to then get to do it is a, is a miracle. And then to find out <laughs> that people would, would watch you and feel that way about you, it just is, it's really special Aww. and like humbling. Oh, wow. Really. Yeah, well, I'm, absolutely. I'm thrilled to be here. Like, deep, oh so, so, so excited to oh, talk my goodness. to you. It's it so crazy. So much. Yeah, and I love you guys so much. Oh. <laughs> well, thanks. But yeah, I remember being like 15. Mm-hmm. Spring Awakening was coming to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And we had seen it on Broadway the summer before. Mm-hmm. But again, like you said, social media was really taking off at the time, which is crazy yeah. to say now. But I mean, and there was no Instagram. Um, but I joined Twitter because I was like going to follow the cat, the national tour cast. All of you guys are the first people. The first people I follow. Wow. Follow you. Lucas Wells, oh my Annie Mantis, uh-huh. Gabby Garza, if she uh-huh. still is on Twitter, Altamar. Christy yes. Altamar, yes. all of you guys. Yeah. Kyle Ryabko was like one of my early it. great loves. Kyle. Oh my Ooh, god, baby. I oh, yeah. loved Kyle. I know. What would you switch off like who I had a crush on in the cast like as the tour went on? <laughs> <laughs> right. Fully. Honestly, uh-huh. same. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like the thing is like is like you guys were all just so amazing. And like Aww. you could tell that you guys were all tight and stuff. So, it was cool. Yeah, it was a really I don't know, like Looking back at it now, I was the youngest at the time. 11 years ago. 11 years ago. I was (gasps) 17, almost 12 years ago, actually. Oh, yeah. We started rehearsals in 2008. Oh, my God. uh, Summer of 2008. And uh, I mean, I was 17. I was the youngest. The oldest of like the kids was like 27. So now being like, okay, I'm older than everybody. Oh, wow. It's crazy. And the idea that there would be like 15, like average age, 21 year olds roaming around the country together with a lot of money and nothing to do except mm-hmm. a musical about sex. <laughs> it's crazy. I know. Well, I know it's a such a horny of, musical. There was like a lot of in-dating throughout the, the show, which all the fans like would catch on to and see. Yeah. And like it was, I mean, you, the fans were crazy. Some of them were crazy. Yeah. Some of them were not. Like you. We always prided ourselves on being like relatively normal in regards to like a lot of what we Extremely would see on normal. social media. I remember meeting you. Oh I, I told you this last mm-hmm. week. You, um, I met you at the stage door in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. That's right. There were, there, something about that theater, maybe there was like an indoor alley. There was. Like that. Yeah, there was. I remember meeting you guys. That's crazy. Oh and you were just were so nice and sweet. Oh my God, and, thanks. Um, and you still are. Thanks, oh, beautiful. You know, it meant That's the world surreal. to us mm-hmm. when we would go see you guys and then like wait after to get your get a picture mm-hmm. with you or whatever because you guys were so again genuine mm-hmm. nice and so talented i mean we used to watch you guys sing on youtube you would do these like cabarets yeah yeah yep. and speaking of like pirating stuff from youtube whatever, oh yeah we would like rip the songs i don't even know how we did it i think it was through audacity audacity mm-hmm. and we would put them on our mp3 players yep. of you guys singing i don't even know these you cabarets sang someone to fall back on with yes, Anthony, with Anthony Lee, Lee Medina, Medina in Hamilton's uh, Anthony Lee Medina. Yes, now television star. <laughs> yeah. Television star, yeah. Um, but yeah, oh my God, we were obsessed. And you, of course, had your original music too. I did. I had, well, I hadn't really gone too much. I hadn't done too much of that okay. yet, I think, okay. when I was on tour. I I remember Crossroads of Love. That I wrote in college. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ah! Okay. okay, that was later. That was later. That was later. Oh. So Crossroads of Love. Yeah, that was a song. Well, and, when we uh, came to your show at the Duplex recently, our friend Danny D, who also was a huge Cleveland guilty one, uh-huh. um, guilty he was one. like, do you guys remember Crossroads of Love? And we were like, oh my God. I was like, I do. do I? Wow. I do. If you guys were coming in February, I would play. Oh, but you're not. Ben, so canceling our flight. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, when I... When when I was on tour with Spring Awakening, I was in the mode still of writing like classical music. So okay, cool. I that was something that I had done in high school was I got really interested 
in writing for orchestras, writing in, I mean, not like classical, like it wasn't like Mozart, but it was like for orchestras and for small like chamber ensembles. And when I was on tour, I would continue to do that. And I would kind of sometimes like take the pieces that I wrote and like the band would play them for me, which oh, was wow. really nice and, and fun. And and then I stopped writing that kind of yeah. music when I went to college because <laughs> it's hard. It takes yeah. a lot of time. Well, like, it was, like, well-known that you were, like, a, like a musical, like, prodigy in many ways. And you still are. Because <laughs> you went to Harvard. That word, You went to Harvard. I know. And didn't you, you studied, did you study the songwriting composition? I was an English major. Oh, actually. I was an English major. So you was were? Dylan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great. At Ohio State. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a great major. I was I just having it. this conversation with someone the other week. I think there's a lot of English major shame in the world. Oh, yeah. Especially in musical theater because of that song from Avenue Q. Oh, my God. 100%. Yes. 100%. What do you do with the BA in English? Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, you can do anything you want. You can do a podcast. You can do a podcast. You can write music. And conduct Broadway shows. Mm -hmm. You know, when I went into the English department as an undergrad, they put a pie chart on the screen that was like, these are all the careers that everyone who's done English at Harvard has gone into. And it was everything. It was like doctors, lawyers, astronauts, maybe not astronauts, but like really (laughs) like all sorts of people. And so what I feel like I got from an English degree was the, the capability to interpret, understand, and engage with the world creatively and imaginatively and with a brain. 100%. So that's what I did at school. I said, and the music, the the reason (laughs) I didn't study music was because the music department had classes on Friday mornings that I didn't want to go to. (laughs) And I said, the English department is a few steps away from my dorm, Uh and they don't have classes on Friday. That's that's what you got to be in college. (laughs) Yeah, but it worked out. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe not the the right reasons, but yeah, I don't regret it. Um, Harvard question. Is it true Mm -hmm. that they have all the freshmen watch the film Love Story? Yeah, well, it's, it's true. They don't. You don't. You're not obligated to watch okay. it. This is a great question. I'm going to pick up the microphone. <laughs> so there's this organization at Harvard called the Crimson Key Society. Okay, Crimson Key. It's like kind of like a school spirit sort of group, and we when the freshmen are moving in at the crimson key they're upperclassmen sophomores uh juniors and seniors who kind of like manning the gates and checking people in and welcoming them to harvard and showing you where you to go to get this and that and then throughout the year we like give tours of the campus and if someone special is coming we'll give them a tour of the campus all that sort of stuff but one of the jobs of crimson key is to organize all of these events for the freshmen for the first week, which is called Freshman Week, where the freshmen are there all by themselves. So one of the activities that Crimson Key does is Screen's Love Story, which is a kind of iconic movie about Harvard. It's about two Harvard undergrads who fall in love, and then right after they graduate, the woman succumbs beautifully, (laughs) improbably, Uh to a a disease that is never named. It's never named. And uh, And the famous line line. is, all together, love Love means means never never having having to say you're sorry. sorry. Yes, okay. Okay. (laughs) Want to tell that one more time? Love Love means means never having to say you're sorry. sorry. (laughs) Which doesn't really mean anything when you really think about it. What does it mean? It makes no sense. It makes no sense. So It's it's wrong. (laughs) I don't know if it's wrong, but I don't know what it is. If it's right, I don't know what it's right about. You know? Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. So so what Crimson Key does is we show Love Story, but Crimson Key sits in the back and kind of a la Rocky Horror has a oh. 
script of things that we shout out <laughs> at the screen. And it's uh-huh. like, if they'll, if like people call things by the wrong name, we'll like shout out that they call them by the wrong name. Oh. Um, and we like make fun of what people are wearing and we like sing funny songs over it and we like run around and dance to disco music. You know, That's fun. it's a really fun, really, really fun. It was always like my favorite thing. But then we have to do it over and over and over and over again. So I've probably seen that movie like 20 times. Oh my God. I the, would not advise. The lead guy is really cute. Isn't it? Um, I forget. Oh, it's uh, Ryan. Yeah, his name is Ryan. Mm-hmm. When is this movie even from? The 70s. Okay. It's vintage vibes. Maybe. Okay, wow. It's kind of beautiful. I and liked it. The the, yeah. the Was it filmed on Harvard's campus? It was. Filmed, it, was it was the last movie to be filmed on The shots uh, of the campus lot, are beautiful. Yes. It's, yeah, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful, yeah. beautifully shot movie. Um, it was The music was nominated for an Oscar. <gasps> oh my God. Yeah. I feel like you'll one day write a song or music that'll get nominated for awards. That is my dream. Yeah? Really? My dream is to write a song that gets nominated for an Oscar. Oh, it'll happen. That's really nice. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. I hope so. I'm, I'm working shaking. towards it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I kind of, I just want that to happen. It's, Why can't it happen? It, exactly. it will. You gotta manifest it. The funny it. thing about the mo- the songs in movies now is they, they really aren't in the movies. No. It's like the credits. <laughs> no. They're over the credits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're, they're written for the credits, which mm-hmm. I kind of am like... Hmm. I know. Is that a really like? Why are we nominating that? Mm. Now that they're gonna hear me say this, they're be like you know what, let's cancel the award, yeah. <laughs> and I'll never win the award. I Wait, so badly want to. That's such win. a good point, though. Like Cynthia Erivo's song, right. is not in Harriet. Yeah, it's over the credits. The credits. It's an incredible song. Yeah, it's, yeah. actually, I am friends with his, her co-writer. Oh, okay, cool, Josh cool. Campbell. It's a great song. Yeah. I think, that, I think that it's um, but in recent memory, you think it's gonna win? Oh I do. God, I hope it oh, wins. Oh, really? I'd love yeah. For Josh to win. Yeah, that'd be great. I'm trying to think of any. I'm, I don't know if there was really iconic music. Well, this actually, year. no. Probably the song from Rocket Man because everyone loves oh, Elton and Bernie. Yeah, yeah that's thing. true. Yeah. <gasps> Shallow was in the movie in, in a Star yes, Is Born, and that was like, and that was the thrilling to yeah. see that song done in the movie, and I think. That is probably what the award is meant to be. I think right? you're right. Mm-hmm. For songs that are in the movie. I mean, you would never, I don't know. If they did a best original song at the Tony Awards, oh. they would never do like the bows. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, exactly. They would never do like a new song. Yeah. <laughs> suddenly you sing. Yeah. The, the Broadway.com yeah. audience awards uh-huh. always have that where you pick your favorite new song. Oh, it's usually like, like You Will Be Found or something. Right. Like, yeah. Something yeah. Like, a, like an I Want song <laughs> or something like that. So mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Huh. All right, Ben, we have some questions we need to ask. Yes. Okay. Lots of things we need to get into. The first major one that we should have already asked is, are you well? I am well. Yeah? Thank you for asking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I am well. I am... My 2020 is off to a very good start. I, I love that. Thank you. Yeah. I, so I have this monthly show mm-hmm. at the Duplex. I had the first one in January, that, which you two very amazingly attended. Oh, yes. And it went really well. Was so and it was special. really fun. And my goal is to do it every month this year. Oh, um, great. So we'll be there in continue March. writing new music for all of them and having new guests. And that's just a, it's a really fun project for me to be working on. And I feel very excited to be doing something for myself that doesn't involve um you know d- making it for anybody else but me like, like all right. the songs that i'm writing are just songs that i want to write and they feel good to write and that Ugh. actually that's what watched i watched this miss americana okay yeah. actually this morning oh wow. and i actually had to pause it at the moment she starts going political oh, so okay, i okay, have okay. no okay. idea what you were oh, talking okay. about with her dad <laughs> but uh i i had for so long 
felt really self-conscious about writing music but then even this morning just watching Taylor Swift like sit at piano and kind of be like uh-huh. <laughs> you know like making something up She's uh-huh. it's like oh yeah. I recognize that mm-hmm. it's you're just making things up and that's fun I'm really enjoying doing that and so I am well you're the Taylor Swift of Broadway oh wow that, <laughs> I, that means so much yeah. I don't thank you there's a scene I don't know if it's in the beginning or end of the movie uh-huh. but she, where she's like playing an audio mess audio recording mm-hmm. that she like did in the middle of the night mm-hmm. and I'm like is that what songwriting is like you get an idea and mm-hmm. you get something in your head and you're like I have to get this down before I forget it and then you play it later it 100% you relate. Is for me. yes oh because God. I've done the thing where I'm like going to bed and I'm like oh I like that idea I'll remember that gone forever so never wow. never again so you remember at my show the last song the one where everyone had to like sing, sing along, along. Yeah. I mean, yeah that was fun <laughs> oh my god it was so cute that the lyric, the first lyrics that popped into my head as I was going to sleep and I was like oh these are great and then I was like I'll remember that and I was like no I have to write these down I have to write these down and I had a melody but I didn't record it I just wrote the words so when I woke up in the morning I just had the words but I used the words anyway. it was amazing oh thanks yeah, so can you talk a little bit about like this 30 day songwriting mm-hmm. challenge yeah. that you did that led to the show yes I will so I had just come back I did a show in Milwaukee at Milwaukee Rep I did two pianos four hands with Joe Kanosian, who you absolutely should have on this yes. podcast. He's also a performer and songwriter. Yes, performer, yeah, yeah. songwriter, music director. I'm seeing him tonight for dinner, and I'm going to tell him. <gasps> tell that him. He has to be on this. Is he cute? Is he single? Anyway, moving on. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. Yes. Okay, okay. I think yes. Oh. You're our booking agent. You and Shoshana Feinstein are our booking agent. <laughs> yeah. Great. Okay. Yeah. So you're doing two two girls, um, four, oh, no, four no. gays, <laughs> one OnlyFans. No. Oh, wow. <laughs> two pianos, four hands. Okay, That's love a play it. about two piano playing actors. Um, the play is about, sorry, it's a play about two pianists who kind of grow up alongside each other and realize kind of that maybe their dreams of being concert pianists is not going to come true for them. And mm. what does that mean? And okay. it involves a lot of classical piano playing and a lot of different characters. And it was really, really fun to do it with Joe, who I love and who is my hero. And I came back from Milwaukee. I was there for three months, two and a half months. And I moved apartments and I was feeling pretty creatively depleted mm. and kind of without a lot of prospects. This show that I'm doing at Ars Nova Oratorio for Living Things, I knew that that was happening. I knew that I would be doing that in February. And when you have a gig kind of far away in the future, it's kind of hard to find another gig in the meantime. Like mm-hmm. what else, what's going to hire you for I don't know, December. No one yeah. does anything in December because mm-hmm. of the holidays. So I kind of had to find a way to to do things. And I decided I was going to challenge myself to write every day for 30 days. And I was going to write a new song every day. And I was just going to write the first verse and chorus. Because I thought, A, that was not too intimidating. And B, that's like 70% of writing any song because okay. that's you have the building blocks there I mean you have what the first chorus is and what the f- sorry what the first verse and what the first chorus are and then you just write new lyrics to kind of shoehorn into the <laughs> verse form and then you just repeat the chorus again yeah. and then the bridge you figure it out and then you do the chorus one more time and then you have a song and so I started doing this and too much to my surprise I A, enjoyed doing it. Mm -hmm. B, enjoyed the songs that I was writing. Like, I actually thought that they were good. And C, I was getting pretty good feedback about them because I was posting all of the songs to my Instagram. 
which over the course of a month, less and less people were watching it <laughs> because the and algorithm. Less and less clothing. <laughs> well, sometimes I yeah, sometimes I did remove the sleeves from my shirt to, <laughs> to goose the numbers, but it didn't really work all. You that had often. to do what you had to do. I know. I took part in that horrible trend oh my of God. showing my body for likes, <laughs> but I I'm trying not to do that in 2020. Um, and so at the end of a month, I had 30 bits of songs, and I would say about 20 of them are songs that I was interested in continuing to mm. write. Some of them are really bad, or not really bad, but they're just not great. Like there's one about climate change, which is really strange. I remember that yeah. one. And they're like the ones that are. There's some that are like really musical theatery that I just was. That's not the kind of the the vibe that I'm trying. Like the to one go for the f- English teacher. Yes, there's one called the song for an English teacher, <laughs> which is about. Uh, an English teacher kind of telling her young student that she, he'll find his way because he's gay. Yeah. That's kind of like the joke <laughs> of it. That's funny. Um, Audrey McDonald will sing that oh, song yes. for me one day, hopefully. She doesn't know that. And she doesn't know me, but... Uh, Audrey at the duplex. Well, she'll, she'll, <laughs> she'll hear this. Yeah, I hope yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, She listens. Audrey. <laughs> we actually met. I did meet her. I met her at the opening night of Porgy and Bess oh, wow. at the ART when I was in college, oh she was very nice. That started there? Mm-hmm. No. That started there, and I was a student, and they taught a class on it. No way. Through the English department. So I took a class on Porgy and Bess, co-taught by Diane Paulus, who was she, directing yeah, it, and um, this scholar named Marjorie Garber, who's a Shakespeare scholar in the English department at Harvard. Ah. And my friends and I all became fully obsessed with Porgy and Bess, fell absolutely in love with it, and now, actually... When is this coming out? The 12th. So the day that this podcast comes out, I'm going to see Porgy Bess at the Metropolitan Opera. Oh, wow. Yes. one of my best friends. <gasps> we took that class together. That's we That's awesome. Yeah, and we've they've announced this production at the Met like four years ago, and we've been waiting to go for four years. And now we're going. Oh, that's so And I'm awesome. so excited, and I know that opera backwards and forwards. Oh, that's great. I'm thrilled. Oh, how yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so you're writing all these Wait, songs. How did we get there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I wrote all these songs, and and and... The goal really was just to let it be whatever it was. Yeah. Like I would just—I never really sat down with an in, an intention or a uh, like. I want to write a song for this kind of character. I would just sit down and kind of like let myself be where I was and let the song be what it wanted to be. And mm-hmm. that's why I think some of them are bad because the like initial instinct that I had maybe wasn't that great, mm-hmm. and I was just found myself going down a road, and mm. I didn't want to stop myself from going down any road. Okay. Yeah, I get it. So, yeah, and then once I finished them, I was like. Oh, well, once I finished the challenge, I was like, well, now I have to finish the songs. So I got the date on the books of the duplex and it was January 18th. Mm-hmm. And I just started like setting off to finish the songs. And it was really, I had been right that once you wrote the first verse, of course, the rest of the song kind of falls into place. It's there. Are, there are little things about it that have become challenging again, but it was, it was really surprising. And it, Deeply, I have said deeply so much on this podcast. I That's love okay. it. I always find like a word to fix it. And I'm, yeah, and I'll let me, like let me back think with... of a different word. I found it incredibly. <laughs> there we go. How about that? English major. Yes. <laughs> I found it incredibly fun. It was just fun. Mm. It was really fun. We need to have more of that. Yeah, we all need to just enjoy what we're doing. Mm. Yeah. And follow, follow your heart and your mind and your instincts to the thing that makes you happy. I was happier doing that and like doing that show at the duplex, happier doing that than I've, I've been doing nearly anything else. Oh, in the I past love that. Oh, wow. That gives me chills. That's so great. Oh, you know which thanks. ones I love? Yeah, okay. Vessel. Vessel. Is, it's a bang. It, it, banger? It's a banger. Like say? It's, it's a, a banger. banger. It's Miley Cyrus banger vibes. Uh-huh. It's not really Miley Cyrus vibes. <laughs> Vessel but. is... um. 
Hmm. It's kind of Maggie Rogers. There was like a Maggie yes, Rogers kind yes. of phase among which all is Connor's queen, and I'm a, I'm obsessed with her. Obsessed with her. Oh my he god. He went to her concert alone. I went to her concert oh, alone, okay, which cool. is something that I found to be really fun. I'm sure. Like, Where was it? It was at Rockefeller Center. Or wait, I made that up. Radio- Madison, Madison Square Garden. One of those two. Cool. Yeah. Radio City. Rocks. Radio City. Radio City. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. Mm-hmm. It was like one of the best nights of my life. She's so cool. She's so cool. Her music's amazing. Her vocals were. Snatched mm-hmm. She really did that mm-hmm. She did it mm-hmm. It was so great And she does it She yeah. continues to do it Oh my god really yeah. yeah But I love Vessel And I love I loved you the most I loved you the most yeah. You loved me the most No yeah That's what it's You called. loved me the most <laughs> You loved me the most That's the name You loved me the most Yeah That one's like It could be a single on the radio it's got, It is like an earworm one. Thank you If I get the lyrics right You know <laughs> right. Yeah it's so memorable I can't even remember What it's called uh, that was the last song that I wrote. That was Day 30. Oh. And that, to me, surprisingly, I felt like over the course of the 30 days, I'd been like working through something, and mm. I, that felt very clear. Like Those lyrics, I think, really... Would, I said what I wanted to say in mm. a really simple way, and I'm really proud of that with that song. You nailed it. I have, I have another songwriting yeah. question that we can move on. I feel like I'm like... And I love the song in the song. But <laughs> yeah. I... I'm wondering, do you write most of your songs from your own experience or are you channeling characters? We were talking about this with Taylor, with Taylor Swift yeah. because I think for the first, most of her career, we assumed that all of her songs were something that actually happened to her mm-hmm. and feelings that actually happened to her. And then she came out with her Reputation album, which on the record she has said is the first time that she's put herself into other characters. I mean, she has a few songs where she's like the lucky one and some other things where she's harnessing other right, right. stories. but. Reputation was where she was fully telling stories that weren't from her own experience. Do you find that you also were, your songs are like autobiographical? or I think they are in a way. I think they all are about something or something that I can connect to, even if it's like an idea that's been extrapolated yeah. um, from a moment or an experience that I had. They're not very far from things that maybe happened to me. I think the ones where I find myself making up stories are the ones that feel more musical theatery. Mm. Like there were some in that 30 days that are like about like guys like leaving home and like running to the city and mm-hmm. that's oh, yeah. you know if that very archetype of of a musical Absolutely. theater song. Um but the pop stuff, yeah, yeah. And I, but again, like I didn't go down, I didn't sit down and I was like, I'm going to write a song about feeling distant from my partner. But that's like, the, that's what the lyrics were revealing themselves to mm. me. And then I'm like, well, that's the thing I have to follow on. And what do I know about feeling distant from a partner? Oh, I know these things and sure. I know this thing. And, or like, what do I know about being so into my partner? And, and you know, what are the like images that I associate with that? I would, I, I think it's the sign of a, uh, great songwriter to be able to put yourself totally in someone else's yeah. shoes. And I do have one song where I think I do that well, which is the um, On the Eve of a Cancelled Wedding, oh, which I've yeah. never been in a marriage <laughs> or an engagement that I'm breaking off the night before the Call wedding. the milliner. Exactly. Is yeah, take a message to the milliner. Take a message to the milliner. But in that song, take that's... Take that message. <laughs> yeah. That song is about two people who decide before the night before they get married that they're going to call off yeah. the wedding. 
and it just came out. And of course, but there are things about that too where you're like, yeah, it's about a breakup. And so I know what breakups are like. Sure. And I'm going to use my experience to kind of inform those lyrics. I love it. Oh, I love That's it. That's so Thank awesome. You. Okay, I have another question. Oh, we could talk about this for so long. I know. I know. I wish I could. Let's <laughs> hang out when we're done. Okay. 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 <laughs> so we like to all ask all of our guests about their Ring of Keys moment as it relates to a life in the arts, perhaps how they felt connected to music or acting or pop culture, any of those any of any of those formats of the entertainment industry, do you feel like you have a ring of keys moment? I spent a lot of time thinking about this and I have an, a literal ring of keys moment. Like very much like okay. what happens in Fun Home. Oh my God. I'm shaking. <laughs> yeah. So I mean I grew up in Westchester, New York, which is about an hour outside oh, the city. Okay. I spent a lot of time coming into the city as a kid. I saw Cats was my first Broadway show. My second Broadway show was also Cats. So. Great. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I loved it from a young age, and so I don't really remember like I don't remember falling in love with it. I think my whole life is about having loved it and having loved making music on the piano. But my ring of keys moment would be going to see Xanadu. Mm-hmm. Um Starring um, Carrie Butler, Cheyenne Jackson, yes. um, Mary Testa, Mary Testa, Jackie Hoffman. It was directed by Chris Ashley. Oh, and oh I didn't know. He Tony Award winner. Yes, Tony Award winner. And I was sitting in the balcony, and Cheyenne Jackson enters <laughs> that play at one point wearing like short jean. Shorts. Oh yeah, girl, and I like, remember. Yeah, you saw it? Not with him in it, but the the photo. On the Tonys. On the Tonys. Yeah. I'll have to go back and watch that video. (laughs) Um, I'm sitting there. I I went with a friend of mine from high school, and we bought bought tickets, but we got seated separately. So I'm sitting totally alone Mm -hmm. in the balcony, and he walks out in these, like, short, short jean Mm -hmm. shorts, and, like, he looks so amazing. And, like, a cut-off tank top. Yes, like, mm -hmm. the most gorgeous (laughs) specimen. And I remember my heart, like, (laughs) my heart totally sinking and being like... Oh yeah, I'm gay. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I was like, yeah, there's no denying it after seeing that. Oh my so god, that is my ring of keys moment. And that, like, I I was at the theater and I saw something that I just I it was undeniable it was both, that, to me. You're the first guest who's had those both times. I love that, Cheyenne. If you're out there, yeah. I don't know you, but. <laughs> Maybe now. I, I I wonder if he how many people he did that for with that. So many because like. It, his, those jean shorts left nothing to the imagination. <laughs> very, very little. Yeah. Yeah. And he became a superstar after that. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. And his performance was amazing, and the show was funny. And I remember actually that it's night funny. at Xanadu, Jackie Hoffman said something. She ad libbed something that made everybody break. Oh, and there's funny. nothing like being the audience. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. When people break, it's the funniest thing in the world. I love it. Yes. I. I it, it. I remember. I can remember moments mm-hmm. when. Yeah. There's been a break, and it's like. Oh, wait, they're real. They're they're existing. Like they're enjoying this just as much as I am. Mm-hmm. It's and, great. And you get to feel like you are friends with them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. You're like, we're all laughing about this mm-hmm. funny thing that yeah. never has happened before. Yeah. I I that was a really like important night at the theater for me for on a number of levels. Because um, you, you like you said you loved music for mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, I loved music. I I started playing piano before I started singing or acting. Okay. Um, and I, I loved, I really loved Leonard Bernstein in high school. I really like lionized him and was really, uh, attached to all of his music and, and, and like going beyond just like the basics of like West Side Story and on the town kind of like going into like mass and Chichester Psalms and the symphonies. And I just, I went down that rabbit hole. You really were (laughs) a classical kid. I was a geek. Yeah. Is the word. Yeah. that's, That's amazing. I love that. And look where you are now. Wait, yeah. so can I ask? Uh-huh. So 
when did you come out? I came, <laughs> I came out, I was in high school. Uh, I think I was 16, okay. 15 or 16. I had gone to uh, a summer camp. I went to French Woods Festival of the oh, Performing yes, Arts. Yes. And I... There was this boy there, and I was like, "Oh God!" Again, because it was always a moment of like, "Oh God, not, I, can't, I can't deny this anymore." And I um, I had a girlfriend at the time, Whoa. and I was like, "I can't be with this girl anymore Aww. because my feelings for this boy are really too strong." And so I had to break up with the girl, and then I had to tell my parents, "Oh yeah, why I had broken mm. up with her?" And my parents were. Incredible! Oh, I love, I love I'm that. I'm so grateful that I had the experience that I had. Yeah, yeah. And you have you have like uh, sisters too. Uh huh. Right? I have an older and a younger sister. Okay. Yeah, who I love very much. Now, which one of your sisters? I need to ask about this. One <laughs> oh of your my sisters God. ran an iconic Twitter account. Uh huh. That was the AOL Instant Messenger <laughs> yeah. away message. Uh-huh. I remember that. Which sister was that? my older sister, Caroline? Okay, okay. <laughs> Caroline Moss. When I was in college, this was like 2010, 2011. Started a Twitter account called Your Away Message, mm-hmm. and it was a parody of like the away messages we all had when we were in middle school, <laughs> uh-huh. high school. And it really like took off. People loved it. It's oh, it was very amazing. funny. Yeah. It's like moody lyrics. It's like all the little stars and the swivels. Yeah, yeah. swivels. yeah. And uh, it actually like changed her life, and Uh-oh. like quite literally, like she had this funny Twitter account, and then like got jobs oh, like wow. start like changed careers was able to start a career as a journalist and, and now is like you <laughs> know sure. writing books and Wait, that's you know it's like fully a successful oh my god i love in, that in this world yeah um i want to ask about some of your broadway credits because you eventually okay. went on to music direction mm-hmm. so how did that even happen so that happened because i when i was in college uh, at harvard uh, the American Repertory Theater is is like under the umbrella of Harvard University. They're right now they are in a Harvard University building, but they're very closely associated okay. with Harvard. And so there's they had the summer program where they in, had students uh, come and intern at the theater and work on shows. in that summer, the summer that I did that, they were doing a workshop of Pippin, which was Broadway bound with Patina Miller and Andrew oh Martin. God. And I was an intern on the stage management team, but very quickly the music team snatched me and they were like, come, come work with us. Cause like you can play piano and like you can play for rehearsals. You can do this or that. And I, over that summer I was like, Oh, this is fun. I like doing this. I like talking about music. I like being in the room with the music director and thinking about these things. And then when I graduated, um, when I graduated, Michael Mayer was directing a workshop of the new musical, which was ultimately called Brooklynite. They were doing a workshop oh. of it at New York Stage and Film, which is the summer festival at Vassar College. Yes. And I had auditioned for it. And I did not get the part, oh. but I really liked the music a lot. It was written by Peter Lerman. And I wanted to still be involved with it. And in the back of my mind, I was like, I want to get cast. In this <laughs> I'm going to keep showing my face around yeah, that. Yeah. And so I sent an email to Kimberly Grigsby, who was the music director of that and who was the music director of Spring Awakening. Oh, so I had known for years. And I sent her an email and I was like, hi, I was a... And we knew each other, but she, I was like, I was an intern at the ART and I would love to like watch you work on this show this week. And she was like, yeah, absolutely. And over the course of that week, I became like part of the team. I was like doing work for them. I had 
like forged this incredible friendship with Peter and they found me kind of invaluable and I just stuck around Amazing. and I worked yes. on that show until it's production at the Vineyard Theater and Kimberly Grigsby really kind of changed my life by giving oh, me that so opportunity cool. and continuing to give me those opportunities on Amelie right. which I worked on for years and Head Over Heels which she called me and was like we need a conductor to come in in like two weeks can you come in oh my and God. I was like sure Sounds fun. How cool. Yeah. We loved Head I Over Heels. Head so heels. Loved mm-hmm. Head Over oh Heels. It was so good. It was mm-hmm. so funny. Yes. It was so hilarious. smart. So moving. Mm-hmm. The music is incredible. I know. And let me tell you, that backstage at that show was heaven. Oh. People were so <laughs> nice back there. I love hearing that. Yeah. It was really special. That's it was so really, great. really, really special. So, they really did created you something great. Amelie as well? I did. Okay. Amelie was the first show that I conducted. Okay. On Broadway. Broadway debut. Had, it was my Broadway debut. Ah. Yeah. I had worked on the Deaf West Spring Awakening. Mm-hmm. Michael Arden had asked me to kind of come and do work with him and Anne Marie Malazzo, who had vocal arranged the original okay. production. And then Amelie was my first. I conducted one performance and then. The next day, they announced that the show was closing, oh. and so I got one more. We all loved it, and it was beautiful. But I it was it was really that conducting that show. The band for that show was in the boxes. Okay, so we were not all together. We I didn't have like a clear view of the whole stage. My family was like sitting. 10 seats away from me. <laughs> it was really funny. Intimate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, and then the other thing about being in the boxes is I couldn't like check to see how my, if my tempos were fast. Mm. Like on Head Over Heels, the band was behind this back curtain so I could like start a song and like pull out my phone and like see if how the tempo is oh, and like yeah. see if I'm doing too fast or too slow. But with Amelie, I just had to fully trust myself. And when the, when the, the show ended and the lights went down, mm. I audibly into the microphone that all the band could hear. I was like, thank God. That's over. <laughs> it was so stressful. And I had, I was sure that it had gone badly, but it didn't, it went well. And you're st- and you've gone on to do all these other amazing things. Like, cause we yeah. need to talk about the hello girl. Yeah, we do uh, need to talk about the hello girl. Absolutely Girls. loved. Thank we, you. Yes, we, did you see it? We, saw, we, did. we didn't even know you were in it. Didn't no, you, really? Literally. And then, and then we were like in like the first or second our row. Friend, our wow. friend went to see it and uh-huh. he was like, "You, I don't know if it was towards the end of the run or what. He was like, you've got to go. Like buy tickets. And we were like, oh, when are we free? Blah, blah, blah. It was like a Friday. It was Saturday like a Friday night, night and it was literally front row. Which, and we were, we were in it. We were we were and one of the girls. On the front row. Yeah, you're really you're really on you were literally on stage. Literally on stage. There's no difference at 59 East 59. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Loved it. Thank you. Loved. That is like the beauty. And then there you were. We were like, and oh my god, like, Ben Moss Ben this. is in the and you're like playing the piano. Like you did everything in that show. I did I did do everything in that show. Exhausting. Like, it was exhausting. I I got so skinny. Because I was <laughs> I was playing piano for at least two and a half hours a day. Oh my god. Sometimes for five. Right. And like running around and I was the main pianist and it was a lot of piano and it was very active, oh, like yeah. f- muscular playing. And so I really I I looked amazing. Yes, <laughs> skinny legend. Yeah, you were following me on costumes. Instagram at that time. You might have seen some uh, some skin because that's I was hilarious. Good. Yeah, was it was that World War One era? That yeah. was World War One. World War One. Yes. And like those like cute like n- uniforms and everything. <laughs> yeah, you guys looked great. Thank the you. Cast was amazing. Thank you. The message also. I, I mean, again, it was so timely. It was mm-hmm. so relevant. I so should relevant. say, like yes. The things that haven't changed in terms of rights for women and how we treat women and 
God, it was so good. Thank you. Recognition for women. I, I mean, so yeah. if, in case anyone who's listening doesn't hasn't heard of the Hello Girls, mm-hmm. it's about the first women to serve in the U.S. Army. They were telephone operators in World War One. They were like on the front lines in France, and the United States government didn't recognize that they had participated in the war effort until like. 10 years ago maybe yeah. very recently oh the ending that really got me yeah and at the end of the show the the actresses who played those women kind of like told the whole history of what happened mm-hmm. and how they fought and fought for recognition yeah. what the army said at the time is that they were oh god I can't remember the word but that they weren't they weren't in the army they were just kind of adjacent to the army but the women were like we were in the army like yeah, we were yeah. on the front lines our building burned down dodging because, bullets yes, exactly um, oh God, there were some tense scenes in that show yeah too. it was crazy. i remember thinking I, I love the whole show but i remember thinking act one was like unbelievable Act one of that show is gorgeous it, and oh my god and exciting yeah i i would encourage your listeners mm-hmm. to listen to it on spotify yeah, and broadway also records at broadway records yeah mm-hmm. and we are doing a concert of it oh at the god. end of february yeah at no symphony way. space on the upper west side of manhattan oh my god that's right by my soul cycle <laughs> oh my god, yeah. well, maybe we'll all go for a workout then we'll yes. do the show it's on february Ooh, I'm gonna get this date wrong. If it's so a Friday, it's the 28th. Okay, so it's on February 26th. That's okay. a Wednesday. Okay, cool. Wednesday oh my God. night at Symphony Space. We'll, we're, we have almost the entire original company back together. We're gonna do like the whole show. Oh, we'll have to come. Oh yeah, it, and it's a beautiful score. It was so good. Thank so you. glad we watched. Yeah, and and there you were. Right? You were doing it all. Yeah. Do you Thank do you. you find that you're drawn towards still wanting to act a lot? Or well, it's funny. You just asked how did that come into yeah, my yeah. across my plate. I at that time had been really wanting to act more and Cara Reichel who's co-wrote the Hello Girls with Pete Mills and who directed it and is the artistic director of Prospect. I've worked with them a bunch and they brought me in to be us to sing in a workshop. Okay. They were looking for actor musicians who could speak French because it's about, you know, it takes place uh-huh. in France. The whole point of of the reason they hired these women is because these women could speak French. They needed to be able to okay. communicate across right. to the French operators, to the French military. And so I did this workshop. I really liked it. I did another workshop. And then Cara was like, how would you feel about being the music director, like doing the production and being the music director? And I was kind of like wringing my hands about it because I was, I was so determined to be seen as an actor even though I had conducted on Broadway like I conducted Amelie on Broadway I was I had a great career in music Mm -hmm. direction but there was a part of me that still really wanted to perform and I felt like I couldn't perform unless I was not music directing or Mm, not playing the piano Mm -hmm. I was just very unwilling to entertain the idea that I could actually do all of them at the same time yeah and I ultimately decided to say yes and I don't really remember why I said <laughs> yes, other than I think I was like, well, I want the job. Yeah. And I enjoyed I enjoyed working on the music. And and I'm really happy that I did say yes because I I did do it all. Like I I was in the play. I you was were. Oh, yeah. I was on stage. I love performing. Mm-hmm. And I love music directing. I love teaching music. I love talking about music. I love getting people's performances to improve and become more musical and become more exciting. And I have been able to kind of replicate that setup across other productions and other things that I'm working on like this show at Ars Nova Mm -hmm. Oratorio for Living Things is another thing where I was brought in as a singer and then I actually went to them and I was like 
I want to music direct this. Oh, I love that. And be in it. And they said, okay. And Look I said, you. great. And now <laughs> here we go. We're going to be running uh, starting in March. Downtown. Love it. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so exciting. Yeah. Right across, kind, of, kind of right by the duplex. Yes. A two blocks south space. of the yeah. duplex. Yeah. At the Greenwich House Theater yeah. on Barrow Street and 7th Avenue. Yes. I'm so excited. You're, that's going to be great. We'll have to come to that too. You'll have to come to that. Yeah. Well, you saw so Heather Christian who wrote it mm-hmm. performed at my show at the duplex. Oh my God. Yes. Isn't she amazing? So great. The best. Truly. You know what else I loved about your performance was when Peter Smith sang Torn. Peter Smith. That was chilling. Mm -hmm. Like truly a phenomenal moment. The way they communicated the lyrics of that song was like, I heard it for the first time that night. And that's one of my favorite songs. Yeah. Yes. It's an incredible song. It's kind of treated like a joke now because Mm -hmm. of that lyric, which when we were all 12 years old was so funny. Mm -hmm. Like naked on on the floor. But Peter is an extraordinary performer mm-hmm. and interpreter of music. Oh, yeah. And that was a song that we did at the duplex at one of Peter's shows like in 2017. Right. And when Peter agreed to do my show, I was like, we have to do Torn. We have to do it. Mm-hmm. It's too good. Mm-hmm. And we did it. I'm so glad you loved it. Oh, yeah. Anyone who's listening, go look up Peter Smith right now mm-hmm. on Instagram. On Twitter, you will not regret it. All of it. They are going to be your new obsession. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we could keep going on and on and on. Oh my God, I could talk to you guys. I know. know. So this is like that moment where we just kind of get something off of our chest and ties in the title of the podcast Mm -hmm. and and reminds us all about the drama of life. And I will just say, I'm going to go first because it's very brief, is that I woke up and I posted this on Instagram yesterday, but I woke up yesterday just feeling amazing. Yes. And it, maybe it was like the fact that it was February 1st or something, mm-hmm. it, kind of like mm. better weather these last couple of days. Um, I just feel like so alive and so happy. And like, I want these good vibes to continue on until this year. Not that January was bad by any means, because it was great. But like, I feel good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Um, oh, go ahead. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Someone just closed the door on the other side of the wall. January, I think like globally, like Politically, mm-hmm. in the world, in like the public world, news was really yes. rough. And I think that is maybe leading some of us to think badly about maybe what happened to us personally. I yeah. feel really similar. Like okay. January was a great month for me yeah. personally. Let's celebrate that. Yes, let's. We let's gotta celebrate, celebrate our that. victories. Yeah, let's celebrate exactly. that. Don, yeah. I'm glad for you. Thank That's you. awesome. Thanks. Yeah, no, I'm feeling great. Connor, I know. Do you have one? I do. I do have a dose of drama. Okay. I do. And I debated whether or not I wanted to like talk about this at all, but I just have to say, like, going into this is February, this will come out in like mid Feb, and I feel like I'm at a place where I recently came out of a relationship in a way. And it it, but wow. What does that mean? (laughs) What else what I'll say about it is I I'm grateful that I can continue to learn lessons and have experiences that make me feel so many things and that I'm able to be as in touch with my emotions as I am because I feel like there was a point after college and like pre like during the my first part of when I first moved to New York in late 2018 when I was kind of shutting myself off to emotions and experiences and, you know, so I'm grateful that, you know, whether these relationships last a while or they're short and, or they're wonderful or maybe not wonderful, but in this case it was a wonderful experience and the mutually ended. And I think I want to continue in 2020 
allowing myself to be as in tune with my emotions as I am because what a what a relief and what a joy to be able to um you know to feel so excited about somebody or feel so um excited about what yourself and what you're learning and being able to recognize what you want and what you need um in your life so i guess that's my drama which I'm is like i know i feel like it's it was like it was a, it was a great couple few months but i i feel like lighter and more ready for whatever life has to come going forward that. That was vague, but it's how I feel. You That's know? great. A lovely monologue. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Drama. Shondaland is shaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ben. Okay, it's my turn. It's your turn. Do you? Do you have... Mine feels so petty compared to you. Oh my god. The two of you being like, I learned so much about myself. I know. We're like drama We're today. We're dripping with it. We're dripping. You're please, please, please lighten our. So my our d- lives. my my drama is that I have had basically the same haircut my entire life. And a few weeks ago, I was with my like best friend, Charlton Lamb, who if you follow me on Instagram, you may see frequently in my posts. And we were hanging out and I said to Charlton, I will let you take me into a barber shop and you tell them to cut my hair however you want it. Wow, that's brave. I will go along with it. And Charlton was like, absolutely done. And then I went to the costume designer for um, Oratorio for Living mm-hmm. Things, Marion Talon, and I asked her about this, and she was like, "That's a great idea." So I am gonna go do that with Charlton sometime. I'm and just let him do whatever so he wants to do to my so hair. Brave. I'm so excited. <laughs> Who cares? I'm my hair think, grows out. Yeah, it's it's, it's long. It's now. so long. You have now. lovely flowing locks. Thank you. I'm so sick of them. You're done I'm with bored. it. It's dramatic to me. Yeah, no, that's, that's it's no, so boring. Hair is, <laughs> hair is big. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah. So I'm excited. I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I can't. He's not. He's not gonna give me a mohawk or something. No. But no, are you no, gonna I be? Just, are you gonna bleach your hair? Like a gay in a midlife Char- crisis? You'll have to have Charlton on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wouldn't be a bad idea. Oh my so god. When do you anticipate this happening? Sometime this week, hopefully. Okay. Probably by the time this comes out, okay. it will have happened. We'll share to the drama and story, whatever the result yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> we please. must, we yeah. must. Oh my God, Ben, for real, having you on was has has been I, a dream. It, it, yeah. It's honest, I, I had a moment when you were talking earlier and I was like, I can't believe Ben Moss is sitting here. Guys, We've just followed so cool. you for so long. <laughs> we're such fans. I'm, you know, I... I'm just so honored, and I'm having so much fun. Like I, I, I feels like we've been sitting here for ten minutes. I know. Sure I, I know. Literally, I looked at my phone. And I was like, <gasps> "Yeah, we've been here for like an hour." What? Wow. Great. I know. Well, it's a delight to oh talk to you both. You are amazing. You have been in our lives for so long, and you have just maintained this positive and kind Aww. and giving mentality with your art and just who you are. And we're excited for everything you've got coming this year. Thank Everyone you. who's listening can follow you at Ben K Moss. Yes. Is that on both Twitter and Instagram? Twitter and Instagram, Ben K Moss. My website, benkmoss.com. It's Ooh. a beautiful website. Thank you. Yes. I just launched that in mm-hmm. November. And um, you can also also follow me if you want <gasps> yeah. at Dylan McDowell. Yes, and follow me at Connor McDowell. And also go see Ben's show at the Duplex, and go see the Hello Girls at Symphony Space. Mm-hmm. And, uh, go to ours. No, but everything mm-hmm. you need to see Ben and everything. And come on down. We'll share all the links. Yeah. Share all the links. And if you haven't listened to Ben's thirty day challenge, it's all on Instagram and also YouTube. It A is on, on YouTube. YouTube. It's okay. on my YouTube channel. My YouTube channel. Is BKM0905, which are my initials and my birthday. Okay. And. Oh, you're uh, a Virgo. I'm a Virgo. So are we. We're August 30th. 
Oh my God. Yeah. I think that's Peter Smith's birthday. Oh. Or it's it, like the days away. And Cameron Diaz. Wow. We, I'm not surprised we get on well because Virgos, we, we tend to yeah. understand and each other. Yeah, we all have blue eyes. <gasps> oh my God. We're all... If only this were in an, uh, a, a <laughs> podcast where no one can see what we look like. Yeah. I know. How funny. Yeah. And everyone who's listening, please, if you enjoy, rate us. Give us five stars. Write a nice review. We just hit 100 five-star reviews. Oh my God. Wow. Congratulations. Yes, thank, thank you. you. And we are having so much fun and we want to keep doing it. Yes. So, next time, Connor? Next time, drama. drama.